Art Society podcast covers a variety of important and contemporary issues, including dark art, as well as other kinds of art, literature, film, music, also culture, philosophy, dreams, paranormal experiences, magic, and a whole lot more than that. I'm Mike Carell, director of Chet's Art, I Like to Paint Monsters, and you are listening to the Dark Art Society podcast, hosted by renowned artist Chet Czar. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hello out there in podcast land. Uh, this is Chet Czar here, uh, doing another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast without Mike again, because he's still off on sabbatical. So I'm kind of uh, learning how to do this on my own for a bit, and it's an interesting process. A little bit different, but it's all good. I've been managing so far. So um, before we get started, um, I want to do this because I'll forget. I know myself well enough to know that if I don't name these new subscribers to Patreon that I will forget, and then I will have to record it separately and tack it on the end like I had to uh, last week. So I'm going to say this. <laughs> okay, the new, uh, new subscribers to Patreon are Amanda Chesworth. Hello, Amanda. I know Amanda. She's a new um, collector, and she's awesome. Ken Kokoska, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Thank you for joining at the $3 level. We really appreciate it. And finally, we have Scott Holloway, who is a really good artist and um, now supporter of the Dark Art Society podcast. And he also has his own podcast uh, called The the painting loft i believe it's called and it's really good actually it's a great podcast so check that out when you get a chance uh we just had thanksgiving here yesterday if if you really want to know how boring my thanksgiving was you could um listen to the pre-roll that will be posted it was very not exciting it was mostly me watching movies and getting these hundred sketches that i pre-sold months ago done down to down to sketch 47 so i'm excited about that uh but like i said if you really want to know I, I went into it a bit in a bit more depth on the pre-roll so you could um listen to that if you're pledged at that level and if not you can pledge at that level and listen to it you could even pledge at that level listen to it and then pledge back down and probably not have to pay for the month if you really want to be sneaky about it not that i encourage that but anyway let's get on with it no one wants to hear what i have to say i've got uh, a guest today, and this is part two of an interview we did with the amazing Dominic Hailstone. Welcome again to the show, Dominic. Hi, Chad. How are you? Uh, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Today, today's is starting off pretty good. Um, yeah, you got a. a we've got a, a lot of uh, your your show was popular. We got a lot of listens, oh, yeah, a lot of comments. People were into it, so um, <coughs> we had made the decision to interview you for part two before that happened. But that's even more reason to interview you again because you're an interesting guy. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I had a little bit of feedback from it from one of my friends, but um, yeah, it's funny. What did, what did he have to say? <laughs> <laughs> he said it was great hearing your sort of British. Uh, the, the downplaying 
Yeah, because we don't like, well, I'm not sure. I think some British people like praise, but like, you know, most of us grew up in, in sort of miserable weather. So, right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a common. We're sort of used to getting shot on, you know. Right. That's a common <laughs> yeah. British stereotype is, yeah. you know, not emotional and not uh, tooting one's own horn. But, yeah. you know, someone, someone mentioned to me, uh, uh, Lorna Mess, and she's in the UK. She mentioned to me after. Mm you know, just being friends on Facebook for so long that that I'm a, a total Anglophile and that I really am into the uh, British humor and, and I'm very mm. influenced by, by British things. And, you know, it got me thinking. Um, I've got uh, English in my background, you know. It's, uh, I've got, mm-hmm. I've got rel- you know, my, my, my um, uh, history goes back to my relatives in... Uh, English and Scottish and Irish. So it kind of makes sense that I would have this sensibility, this kind of English sensibility, but I'm totally into, you know, Monty Python and uh, With Nail Nail and I. It's like one of my favorite movies. I'm sure you know With Nail and I. Well, it's one of the best films ever made. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to get Mike to watch it for years. It's so good. Mike, Mike, just watch it. (laughs) What what will happen, right, is like you're watching, shit and you'll go like that wasn't all that right and then you'll watch it again and exactly again again, exactly i watched it you you won't you won't think it's a bad film mike i promise you (laughs) because it's it's genuinely good film but it's really slight move you know right nothing happens in it right 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 but it's all it's it's in the performances and it's in all the detail I yeah. mean, I saw it the first yeah. when I when I first saw it, it was kind of like, oh, that's that's pretty good, and I just didn't think much about it. And then I watched it again when it was streaming, I think on Netflix, and I was like, holy shit, this movie's great. And then I watched it again, and I was like, this is amazing. And I just kept watching mm. it. I watched it over and over and over, <laughs> and to where it's like, you know, I got all the lines memorized. It's so fucking yeah. funny and so good. And it's and it's it was the guy's first film too. He didn't even know what he was doing. Yeah. Director, <laughs> no, exactly. And um, do you know the original ending? For yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't no no spoilers because a lot. I'm sure a lot of people haven't watched it, but I do know the original ending, which sounds pretty. It was pretty dark. Yeah, uh, it's really dark. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think there's any any spoilers because it's not the ending. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, that's true. That's true. But but you. I mean, part of what I wanted to talk about with it, but I'm not sure if you've ever noticed about with now and I, but it, the film is obsessed with deaths. You know? It's, oh yeah, um, yeah, for sure. It, all, every line is about you know like, uh, you know the, the guys jeff wode has got cancer or you know like um, right. it must die it must die right yeah that's true <laughs> you know, the, killing the chicken or the eel or the right. and it's just the whole thing is about the, the death of the 60s right it's just, you know yeah. it's the death of everything you know yeah, yeah. so it's it's a really morbid film. Yeah, know? it's def- <laughs> definitely dark humor at its finest, you know. Yeah. And just so well written, and the performances are so good. It's just so good. And I'm, I'm probably going to go yeah. watch it after this now that we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you? What have you been? What have you been up to uh, lately? What do you, What have you been doing since last time oh. we talked? So what have I been doing? Um, I've been writing a um, feature film, uh, which I've finished uh, writing that uh, draft anyway. You know, it's always ongoing. Um, it's a sort of science fiction comedy. Um, and uh, also I've just started uh, doing some designs for a film 
by uh, which is really in pre-production. Like they don't even. Uh, I, I probably should talk about it. Yeah. No, I can't really talk. About it. <laughs> <laughs> he he won't mind. Like it, you know, the director. But I yeah. Um, but anyway, we're having um, uh, he's a very good friend of mine, and um, uh, he's a. Yeah, good. You know the job will be good. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Sorry, we should probably cut. Okay. <laughs> what, 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 hold on. Hold on I one. Really hold on one yeah. second because our our connection yeah. is really bad right now. I wonder if we should maybe, maybe we should switch the video off. I wonder if that would help. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I love to. I usually do. Okay, there you go. Um, how do I switch mine off here? There's a little um, camera icon to the left. And okay. The okay. Now it's, there we go, yeah. Yeah, you sound better already for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that is better. Oh, great. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we want to, won't get to see each other, but um, I know what you look like, so. <laughs> okay. Well, that part's just garbage. Just cut that. You know, I don't know. <laughs> well, oh, that's, that's all right. Uh, we don't do a lot of editing on here. <laughs> unless you have to have, unless you said something bad you want cut out. Then, uh, But you didn't really say anything about that project, so. No, I just really wanted to espouse the love I have for this the film and the script. You know, but I realized I've, I've signed a production memo uh, that yeah. I haven't read. Right. So, yeah. Of course. So, um, yeah. Okay, what can you talk uh, about? <laughs> Well, we did. Uh, so the um, Overlord just came out last week, and uh, I did some work on that with um, for Tristan Versus, uh, um, and um, that was a lot of fun. I haven't seen that film yet, but um, you know, I did some um, sort of zombie designs for that. Ah, and, fun. Uh, uh, yeah, but again, I haven't really seen it, so and I, I presume neither of you. No. Uh, so um, where do you, where can you see yeah. it? Uh, I think you can see it everywhere. I mean, it's out in the cinema. Uh, people have sort of emailed me going, oh, I saw it. You know, people, friends of mine in America. So mm -hmm. it's a, like a J.J. Abrams um, oh. production. What's it called? Uh, Overlord. Okay, um, I'm going to write that down. It's about like, you know, zombies in the Second World War. Uh, it's directed oh, by cool. uh, uh, Julius Avery. Uh, and it's it's been getting pretty good reviews. Like, it, it, you know, it's supposedly pretty, um, it, you know, it goes by quickly and it's just fun. You know. Great! Um, I'm always down so for yeah. a good zombie movie. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's just a little plug, I guess, for something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I did this film Possum that came out last uh, uh, month. Yeah, uh, I really want to see that. Yeah, you, you're you're like that. I, I, you know, you might love it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 very uh, it's very sort of British. It's it's kind of based around. Um, it's by Matthew Holness who did. Um, do you know Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Okay, um, it was made it's probably about twenty years ago now, but it was a kind of parody of old British, um, like really shitty British science fiction and horror series from the seventies. You know, like oh wow, really? You know, yeah, yeah. So anything from like Doctor Who and the Tomorrow People, and it's probably a whole bunch of things that you and your American listeners won't uh, won't. Um, connect with you know what I mean because mm -hmm. they're so neat but he, he basically built this series about you know set in a hospital and every week you know something weird happens you know there's some monster in the basement or something you know wow sounds or, great yeah you know, a ghost in a teacup well, 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 can you see it anywhere can you see it on um, YouTube or anything yeah you you could probably it's on it was on channel four over here in, in the UK mm -hmm. um, 
and you can definitely see it on more for in the UK. Um, but I mean, due to the nature of YouTube, I'd be very surprised if it wasn't on there. On well, what's, what's it called again? It's called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. <laughs> okay. um, I have no idea. <laughs> <Bell> Marenghi. <laughs> That's uh, fine. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the director is, um, or the creator of that was, um, I think, Matthew Holness. Um, he definitely had a large part in that. But anyway, he did his film Possum, and it's it's kind of, um, it's really, it's got it's got like three people in it, and it's it's really dark. Oh, um, cool. And it's a, it. it's kind of like Basket Case, you know, there's this guy right. yeah, with yeah. a weird puppet with him. And so I designed the puppet with an old studio um, who I worked with on Alien. Um, and, um, um, you know, I'm sort of very good friends with the people there. And mm. so I designed it here in the UK and then it got built in Australia and then shipped over here. And oh, wow. Filmed. How'd, they, and, how'd, um, they, how'd, yeah. they, how'd they do interpreting your um, design? Oh, well, I did it sort of in um, So it was it was already designed, and then they textured it, you know. Um, all right. It was always this sort of – it was a weird thing because I'm always very aware of, like, over-design. You know, you don't particularly want to get a job where you're just, um, you know, getting instructions from somebody else. I have to do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's always – I always feel a bit guilty about, you know, that. But it, it was just the way that, um, you know, the, the job um, So um, – I mean, I probably shouldn't feel guilty about that. But that's, <laughs> no, you sound like, like <laughs> you feel guilty like, about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm self-loading. I got that too, man. I got no, that too. I, I, I always, I, I always say, I feel guilty about things that haven't even done. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm up yeah, here. that's nails I stepped on like twenty years ago. You know, right. um, <laughs> and um, you know, like um. So, yeah, it's so true. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, so you know, because because I know what it's like when you get a director or whoever, and it's just like, well, build it like this. You know? Right. It's like, well, no, but the thing is, anyway, our studio, our studio with a bit. Um, there was a bit of back, you know, back and forth, and you know, because it got sent over and puppeted, and you know, it's in the film and it looks great. So that's cool. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with. It's it's quite rare that you work on a movie that um, you like, you know, right. that, like love, you know, and you know, and and I tell you, we went to the you know went to the premiere and it was a it was a fright fest and half the people came out, well maybe not, but a good few came out. Screaming, That's fucking boring. Oh really? You know, nothing fucking happened. You know. Uh. Yeah, and then the other half were like, that was the best film of the of the you know the festival, right? You know? And I was included and. In, I was like, that's really cool. It's a really, it, it's kind of one of those films. Um, if you're, you know, if you were, if you're just flicking through a uh, TV or whatever at two in the morning and you came across that, you'd be like, oh, okay, this is a bit weird. I'll watch this. Mm. And then by the end of it, you're like, I, I, I didn't want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I hadn't seen that. Oh, that's cool. Um, that sounds great. Yeah, I need to. I need to see yeah. that. I forgot about it. Someone I saw an ad on Facebook, and I and I watched. It. I was like, "Wow, where did this come from?" And it's pretty cool that you worked on it. I mean, that, that's kind of like the when, yeah. When you're in effects, I think the 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 top of the food chain in effects is designing the stuff. 
I think that's pretty much as good as it gets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then it's like, yeah, you, you you get to just it's more it's the most creative aspect of it. I think where you're just like, you know, you don't have to once you get a lot of sculpting under your belt, and, and it's like you know, sculpting's fun, but it's kind of nice to hand it off and just have someone else do all the grunt work, <laughs> so to speak. You know. Well, it's also I mean, also designing is the most lazy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, true. don't underestimate it, it. You know, don't underestimate the appeal of like sitting back, you know, leaning back with a pencil. Right. <laughs> you know, like in the sun, you know, it's like, um, it's most fun. It is the most fun. It is the most fun. You know? I mean, I, that, that sounds like I'm sort of taking a piss with it, which is right. <laughs> something I assure you I never do. <laughs> no, um, you know, <laughs> I mean, you have to do the work, obviously, but at the same time, like if you can get to that place, and you know, I've been in this for like almost thirty years now, so right. you know, it takes a while. But um, yeah, you know, have you done much design work? Uh, yeah, you know, I was I did I was designing when I was working in the industry a lot um, since I first got in. Probably after, let me see. I was designing, I started on The Blob as my first big movie, and I came in as a mold, mm. mold maker, the remake of The Blob mm. in 86 or whatever. I, lo and, I love that film. Oh, <laughs> cool. That's, yeah, I do too. Really I, I like that movie. Um, yeah. What was that? It's, yeah, it's one of those films. Um, sorry, um, no, I'm just going to say it's one of those films that if it sort of came out at the wrong time. Exactly. It come out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of a weird classic. In a, you know, it's it's a remake of a, you know, a, you know, an old movie. It's a, it's one of the best, right? Um, you know, especially because it's so silly. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it still kind of holds up too. Yeah. I saw it not long ago, and it's like the fa the effects and stuff are really good. The blob effects are great. Um, I worked on yeah. I worked on the the victims crew. crew. There was two crews, and uh, one was the blob crew, and one was the victim crew. And I was on the victim crew, but we did some stuff on the blob when they when they needed help. So, um, but uh, I started off on that show as a mold maker, and then somehow I got oh I got I painted. They let me paint something, and then I became became the the painter for all the blob victims. I was like the paint lead, and um, then. I ended up designing the, uh, a couple. They gave me by the end of it, they gave me a couple effects to to design, and so I was kind of designing the whole time I was in the business with sculpting, uh, alongside with sculpting and painting and stuff. But uh, oh. I really started designing more when I got out of effects. I got more design gigs. Yeah, uh, you know, um, I worked in this movie. Yes. Yeah, called priest and i did stuff for uh i designed the little guys helped design the guys in uh don't be afraid of the dark and oh, i don't know oh wow okay yeah yeah um yeah so yeah, <coughs> i like it i like designing it's the most fun part especially after all this time yeah. suffering but it's, it's, <laughs> it's the most um it's like you know writing is the same it's like once you've written a script you're like well i've written it You've sort of seen everything in your head, you know. So, right. And it's the same with the monster. Like it doesn't really matter where you know what it looks like on screen, but when you're investigating on the paper, you're you know you're like, oh, it's there, you know. So, right, right. Uh, 
that's how I feel anyway. I, my work's kind of done. I know what I want it to be, but right. when I hand it off to my change, I mean, hopefully for the better, you know, you kind of, you know, I never want to detail everything, anything too much, you know, mm-hmm. um, when I'm, designing, you know, because I think um, a lot of people, I think sort of um, misinterpret what design is, I think it's all to do with like base form, you know. Um, with a, um, you're, you're break, wait, you're breaking up a little bit. What it has to do with what? Okay. Like base form, you know. Yeah, like, absolutely. Um, you absolutely. know, because I mean, even even in a like a copyright case, you know, if, if the base form isn't different enough, you know, it's not a different design. You know, it's not considered a different design. Right. So, I mean, that's legal. You know what I mean? That's right. Do lots, anything else, but. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I designed a zombie, you know, and it's like, well, not really. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not much leeway. That's it's true. I, having said that, some, there was some amazing, like Dr. Tongue is a design, you know, right. Dr. Savini's is a fucking design, you know, that's a great original zombie. And so is, um, you oh, know, the, the- uh, the fat zombie in the beginning of, of zombie or whatever it's called in the UK yeah. zombie two or whatever. That's like uh, zombie. Flesh, yeah. uh, zombie <laughs> flesh eaters. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just got the, I got the new Blu-ray for that. The four, it's like a 4k restoration. And um, I just watched all the, all the bonus features again. And they're talking about some people were calling it zombie flesh eaters. Some people were calling it zombie two, And, but there's, you know, the, the, the worm eye zombie, that's kind of a, a classic unique design now yeah so i i i adore that film oh me I too think it's so i think it's beyond good and i don't care if anyone thinks it's a rubbish movie oh <laughs> no it's that. great it's great i mean it's got you know it's like any kind of genre film from that era it does have you know it's got some budget limitations and there's a few cheesy things here and there but overall it's so well done and you know the cinematography is beautiful there's some shots yeah. in there that are just like will stand up to any classic hollywood film they're amazing and they're this the cinematographer i think was sergio salvati who's like a famous italian cinematographer um right and he, he he's worked on all kinds of classic films and uh, i i actually worked with him on uh when i went and worked in italy when i was like 18 when i first got in the business and uh he was super cool but he was working on these shitty full moon <laughs> films it's like they, they, those, the crews were just like, you know, if there was a movie, they would work on it. There was no kind of, they didn't have, they weren't uptight about it. It was like, they were kind of just working. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're just working and they're, they're absolute master of their game. Right. Whatever they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, but that, that film, I mean, out of all of his, it's the most coherent, I think, out of those. Oh, for sure. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it's very, it's very comic booky, you know. It's very, there's not much dialogue, and it's just mm-hmm. like here's what happening, and then here's another thing, and it's, it's also, um, it's, it's sort of weirdly reminiscent of like a James Bond movie as well, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I mean, you have the shark, you know, you have a shark, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> it's like you know, there's a mad doctor on an island, right? Gets his report and he has to go to the island and you know that's true that's you know what true. I mean? yeah yeah island. that's true it's sort of quite fun like that you know yeah fun. yeah it's a super, yeah. super fun movie one of one of the i mean i read the booklet and stuff in this in this new um yeah. blu-ray packet so i'm kind of into zombie the last couple of days again but um 
this guy who wrote this sort of pamphlet pamphlet for for the Blu-ray is talking about how actually it is a great film and it got kind of uh, blown off as just a Dawn of the Dead ripoff, which it, you know, it definitely kind of was. It was definitely inspired by Dawn of the Dead, just the way it was marketed. But the, the actual, he makes a lot of good points that the story is very different. The zombies are very different. It's it's yeah. it's more like an, it's more kind of EC comic book based. It reminds me of the, the old EC horror comics, really, with the Mad Doctor and the voodoo stuff, you know. Yeah, and the amazing drums as well. Oh yeah, the music's so good. <laughs> I also That's just deep. I also I also just got the album. <laughs> There's a, you, they just put an album out. Who's playing the drums? You know what I mean. You never see. Right, I know, I know. It's super like, creepy. Voodoo priests or like there were right. a bunch of zombies. <laughs> and this always c- kind of breezy it's just got a great atmosphere there's great shots like that one shot with where the crab walks across the frame do you remember yeah. that shot it's like oh, yeah, yeah. i just love that shot it's just like you know and the and the kind of the far away zombie scenes where they're coming they're walking um in the distance towards the camera are so <laughs> it's just like everything i love about horror is are in those shots it's like it just makes me feel mm. so good inside when i see those it's just like ah oh, he did it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, what is it about that? Because, you know, <coughs> is that interesting film? I'm not sure if you're, like, a fan of um, uh, Prince of Darkness, you know? Oh, yeah, but, I just uh, watched that, actually. But I, I love that film, and I think that film like, owes a massive debt to Fulci. You know? Right, I think yeah. It's, it's a kind of cross between a Quatermass movie, mm-hmm. you know, a Nigel story, and a Fulci movie. You know, the way yeah. that the, the zombie really slow and mm-hmm. just crap. And... Um, and they kind of just stand around. But I mean, having said that, though, you know, people always just stand around in Don Carpenter movies, I guess, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I always thought those, 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 uh, the creepy homeless people. And yeah, that, that was, I thought the creepiest part with Alice Cooper is the, you know, the main homeless guy. And it, it reminded me of, uh, 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 the original assault on precinct 13, and even in Escape yeah. from New York, he John Carpenter's great at not really, you know, I don't know if it's if it says true in Prince of Darkness, but I love the way he has like an Assault in Precinct Thirteen and Escape from New York when when the, when they're being attacked, the attackers are like in the shadows and you never really see their faces, you know? Yeah, it's so creepy. It's so much creepier that way, where you just kind of see guys moving like an Assault in Precinct Thirteen. You know, there's that shot with uh, across the street from the police station, and there's all those guys running around in the shadows. I just found that super creepy. I love that yeah, about his it films. Is, it's just it's all western stuff, mm-hmm. though, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's, it's bushes replacing bushes with like track maps. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the fa- you say just that dark, you know, it makes it like it, it's super. Yeah. yeah, same with you the know. fog too. The ghosts in the fog are so great. Yeah, do you know, I was talking about, do you know that uh, Langley, Langley J. West, you know, on Facebook? Whoa. Um, oh, yeah, uh, say that again, because uh, you broke up a little bit. Do you know Langley J. West, do you know? Him? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know him, but he, um, he posted um, a clip from uh, Fiend Without a Face. Uh-huh. Uh, have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. You know, Fiend Without a Face. That's a great one. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, because like that, 
you know, that's to, to me is a precursor to Night of the Living Dead. You know, I, I can't think of a film that predates that, that is, uh, you know, it's kind of people trapped in a house with. Right, right. That's true. Coming. You know what I mean? And yeah, it, yeah. It's got a kind of punk, it, it, you know, it's, it's quite square in a lot of ways, but the ending is pretty punk, you know, because there's a, you know, it's kind of a lot of gore in it and there's these weird brains. And yeah, it's, you know, it's I haven't weird. seen it in a long time, but I, I remember, uh, when I first saw it, I thought it was really great. That's the one where it's like stop, they they use stop motion for the brain yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, Lang Lang. Yeah, I know Langley West. He he has a podcast. He he does. Uh, yeah. I was yeah I was on his podcast. He's awesome. He's he's really into uh, the dark art society podcast and stuff. <clears throat> he's a super cool guy. Um, yeah. He's awesome. Uh, you know the the uh, last man on earth is I think they is is very you know the the original one with Vincent Price you seen that one right? No, the comedy with with <laughs> what's that? Yeah, the you know oh the comedy the last man on earth. No, no. <laughs> no, the, the, I love that show. The, no, the the no, no, the Vin- yeah. <laughs> I'm not not that familiar. Um, have you seen it? Because um, I have seen it. No, I have seen it, yeah, but it was, I saw it when I was a kid. Oh, you got to watch it um, again. It's great. It's great. It's totally, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's so Night of the Living Dead. When you watch it now, you're like, because George Romero uh, even admitted that he, he ripped that off, uh, the story concept for Night of the Living Dead, but he turned the vampires yeah. into the zombies. And you watch it now, and it's like, it's really great. It's got just some it's italian i think italian um movie that dubbed but uh it's actually really good it's, it's, i think it's the best interpretation i think it's better than omega man and and it's the best interpretation of that story oh okay yeah you should watch yeah, it the books are like the story, yeah the, you know that they just keep getting it wrong if you know what i mean right just, um, oh man you know the, i mean you know everyone says it, it's about the will smith one the first half is great you know they really um you know, it's it's exactly what it should have been. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was a oh man. It, it was a. Like, I don't like change the point of the story. You know, um, right. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But um, you know, it's like why would you spend all that money just to subvert the point of the story that no one it's knows? Crazy. What it is anyway. You know, like the market is is only going to be diehard fans anyway. Exactly. So. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Mean, story. Yeah. It's, you know, that's Hollywood, though, man. It is. It's Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. They love, they love it. They love to fuck up yeah, great stuff. Yeah, it's just toys them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, though, I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like, I'm amazed that any films are any good at all. You know, like Absolutely. how they get made. Yeah, I always say it's, you know, <laughs> when, when you're on a set, you go. You realize it's it's a how it's amazing that they that anything turns out good, you know. And you realize why there's so many bad yeah. movies because it's it's so it's such a collaborative thing, and it's it's really requires so many people to have their shit together, you know. I just feel that you know yeah. the, the films would be better if, um, you know, the money people stayed out of the way, and you just hired a really great person like yourself a very really creative person who has a vision and left them leaves them alone to do their thing they're gonna they're gonna have a a a great work that's going to 
you know, maybe it won't make as much money up front, which is what they're looking looking for. But they, mm. but they're more, more than likely going to have something that's going to keep giving them money over the years because anything that's good eventually catches on and makes money, even if it's like ten years later and it becomes a cult hit. You know. Well, the th- your thing is, you've got the internet now and mm-hmm. you know, mobile phones, and you, you really can't go on for nothing, you know. Um, right. And, or, I mean, you know, you can make a decent film, I mean, very, very good film for a million quid. Right. So, absolutely. You know, I mean, you can see the reaction by Hollywood is to just double down, right? It, you know, or triple down. And <laughs> yeah. Just, and all our films are million you know now you know that's how much they cost you know don't be ridiculous you can't make a film for a million and you're like no you can yeah i mean it's there's definitely you know there's diminishing returns after 100 million anyway i, I you know right right <laughs> you know, like, right and how much i mean there are it, it doesn't get much better than t2 so right you know like, as, as far as those big films go, right right starship troopers or so um, I don't understand why they want to spend so much money. Having said that, I just saw the new Mission Impossible film. And I thought that was great. So yeah, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, it happens. So, you know, they do make some good movies. You know, it's it's yeah. There's a you know there's a lot of big movies that are good, but there's just I don't know. We feel the same way. I think about this. It's just it's, it's a waste of money. Massive waste. <laughs> and the egos and the whole yeah. thing it's just unbelievable yeah it's disgusting but uh, yeah what's that um if they're having fun you know, um you know but the thing is a lot of the times they're not having fun a lot of the times people are just murdering each other right so, right yeah you know, was, um you know, I mean, sometimes, you know what it's like. You'd be on a movie set and it's great, and then other times it's just not. Oh, yeah, um, it's just hell, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's just hell, and that's the way it is. And it's not um, – it doesn't seem to be anybody's fault at any point. So um, Yeah, you know. you know, sometimes it is, though. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> – sometimes it, sometimes oh, yeah, cool. it comes down from the top, and it's just, you know, people breathing down your yeah. neck that don't have to be, and people that shouldn't be making creative decisions and making creative decisions and takes the wind out of your sails. But, I, you know, I, I'm a little bit jaded, but well, – uh, Mate, I'm – yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. I mean, the, the worst is just – is – not being allowed to sort of fulfill your potential, you know, yeah, um, that's the problem. But I, it's that kind of like, no, 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 you know, and you're, you're just part of that is totally necessary, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But mm-hmm. part of it, you know, when you work with a good director who spots potential, then you, you understand that, um, you know, what a good film set is, you know, and how right. productive you can be and how productive everybody is, you know, yeah, uh, and the problem as. You know that they're, they're very rare. They're quite rare. Those, you know, those directors. But yeah, I know. I I, um, I would he, say if there was more, you know, Guillermo's in the world, I would I probably would have stayed in the yeah. business if there was more of those projects. But you know, there, there's yeah, decent people. Yeah, right. you know, just people that you know, care. People you know, that care. It's not because <laughs> yeah, a lot because of them. It's not the hard work. That, out you know it's not the you know people are willing to work long hours right it's you know it's not, not the effort is it it's the politics it's yeah just the, yeah well that's the, 
come on. <laughs> that's, that's you know one of one of the issues. I um, what I don't, what I really what really bothered me was when um, <clears throat> production on the on the very top were people that didn't have um, that weren't fans of what they were doing. You know, they weren't fans of the genre. You know, I, I said this, yeah. I forgot who I was talking. Oh, Paul Komoda. We just did an interview with Paul Komoda and he worked on The Thing. Oh. And and, uh, and I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, I mentioned working when the director and producer came in because we did some designs for that, some really cool designs. And, um, but we didn't get the job. But I just, I, you know, they, they, they were really nice people meeting them, but they just didn't, you know, they weren't super fans of the film and, and, people making that should have been super fans of the original that's how you get a good movie if you're i mean why even remake that for the in the first place is kind of a dumb idea because it's perfect already but um <laughs> you know i i i would have it, it should have been you could have done yeah it should have been <clears throat> people that love the movie you know yeah in charge it wouldn't you know you're always going to be like no the thing you know if it was a good remake you you, you could have you know, you would be like, no, the thing's there, but this was all right. Right, know? right. I mean, you know, the, the remakes exist, you know, like, you know, the, the remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. and um, That's true. And you wouldn't have thought that it would have the original, you know, because it's amazing. I think the remake is better, only right. by a little bit, but it's mm -hmm. still, you know, I just think, I, I, you know, I read that for I think that's, um, you know, it's, yeah, I think that's really scary. Probably yeah. You kind of show to kids as well. Right. <laughs> you, know, it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's like, it's really, it's not like violent or, I mean, maybe it is, I don't know, it's pretty, it's pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, I forgot about that one. Bo, you're oh, mate, it's so hard, it's so dark. Really? Um, uh, I'm a cut. Yeah, um, yeah. It's really, um, yeah. It's really hardcore. It's just, really, you know, the the the, the feeling of uh, fear in it and paranoia. It's mm. um, it's just all the way film. You know, it feels like the French Connection or something like that. You know, it's it's got that kind of edge. To it. And which good. which movie are you talking yeah. about? Uh, oh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Wait, which the, which the remake? Which was was there? Two remakes? Wasn't there a recent yeah, one? Yeah, I think there's three now. Okay, because um, which one are you talking about? Yeah, one with Donald Sutherland. Yeah, that one's great. Okay, I, I thought you were talking about a different movie. I told yeah. you spacing. Yeah, that's a great one, man. Really good. Yeah, but the, the original's mean, great, also. It's true. It can. Uh, yeah, it can that's, be done. That's my point. It, it can be done. <laughs> yeah. It can. Um, but you wouldn't have thought you'd, you'd right. be able to beat the original. You'd just be like, no, that's a, that's a science fiction classic. It's right, brilliant, you know? right, right. It's like the Daily Earth. It's, right. That's the Daily Earth is the science. You know, you're like, it can't be beaten. And then, you know, Keanu Reeves proves it can't be beaten. Yeah, I worked but, on um, I worked on that movie. <laughs> I did some I did some designs for that. <laughs> I don't even I didn't even see it because I just heard it was so shitty. <laughs> Do you ever, do you ever... It's not really... No, go ahead. What? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, you get these films, like, I, I get more disappointed when I see talent working on average movies right. than I do when I see shitty, like, you know, films, like Hollywood movies that fall on their ass, you know, like, really bad. Right, right. You know, like, all the Turk 
talks about in Hollywood, about Hollywood. I love, I love all those films. And, um, but I, oh, wait, those wait. sorts of films where you're like, oh, which, which um, films, you know, two people, uh, you cut, you cut, cut off. Which, which? Oh, uh, um, oh no, like, you know, like films that people complain about, like, you know, the Hollywood movies that people are like, those are the worst Hollywood films. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of one. Uh, the, the only thing that comes to mind is Showgirls, but I think, <laughs> right. um, I mean, I think Showgirls is an amazing film, like with, it's, I mean, it's not a perfect film, but it's really well made and it's, it's really funny. Wow. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it. I never saw it. Yeah. Have you never seen it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's Paul, Paul Verhoeven, man. He's Paul Verhoeven. I, I don't think I've seen a bad film. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. Film, so, yeah, you know, it, it, it's got some problems, Showgirls. You know, it's t- way too long and all that, but it's like, it's, it's fucking good. Mm, <laughs> you know, wow. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funny film. You know, it's, it's satire. You know, it's oh, okay. really it's horrible. You know, it's really like, grimy and mm-hmm. but glitzy as well anyway we should be talking about showgirls this right is, <laughs> sorry I, well <laughs> I, cut this part <laughs> i i wanted to ask you about uh you seem to be doing a, a a lot of writing that seems like a big uh, a big part of what you're doing now writing scripts and that's something i always wanted to do and i've never done it and um i do it yeah what's it yeah what's it what's it like What's it like doing it for the first time? It's like <laughs> it just seems so daunting to me. It's such it's, it. I've never done it before, and it's like uh, no. just do it. I mean, do you have like um, like an urge to do it? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Because you 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 uh, absolutely if you write down. You know, I've always just written like little, you know, even one line, you know, like right. something, you know, or paragraph. I just collect all this stuff, and then over the years, I'm like. Jesus Christ, I've got to bunch this together, really, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then you, you, you kind of try, you, you try and do that and you fail and, you know, you carry on failing until you kind of understand what the rules are. Right, right. Um, I guess that's what sc- scares me is the rules of it, you know, because, but, but I, I have such, I mean, I've got a real, you know, like you, I think I have a very deep understanding of how films are made and, and uh, story structure, just being a huge fan of films. And, and before I got into effects, I was I wanted to be a director. Like when I was nine or ten years old, I was making movies. So it's like, you know, it's it's in me. It's this yeah. kind of one thing I've never really pursued. Uh, oh, you should do it. Yeah. I mean, so you've got, I mean, in your animations, you have, you know, you, well, you have, you know, you have a basic sort of storytelling sense. That, right. You know, so, and the paintings, you know too, I mean? you know. <clears throat> And the painting, yeah, <clears throat> you're, you know, you're clearly interested in character, you know what I mean? Right, I right. mean, I think we're very, in the, like, I've just, I'm just always obsessed with faces, you know, like, bodies to me, it's like I draw bodies, but, like, I'm not that interested in Right, um, right, right, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's my, another, yeah, that's a... a something I talked about yeah you, you broke up there for a minute so I'm just gonna tell everybody what you said you said you were we share this um, okay. I'll just t- say what you said though <laughs> while the connection gets better but uh, you said that you are mo- most interested in faces character faces rather than bodies and uh, I just talked to this to I did an, uh, a podcast with um, an artist named Gabe Leonard is really great and he's more about oh yeah yeah, great. yeah, yeah. He's, he's great and he, he's more about uh, you know, motion and action, and he's more focused on the bodies. And, and 
I was talking about how I'm more focused on the faces and the characters of the, because that's kind of, to me, where all the interest lies is in the face, you know, <clears throat> where all the character is, <clears throat> the emotion. Well, yeah, well, no, completely. And and in uh, when I'm on the, on the videos that I do, uh, I always try not to use faces, like ever, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, you're you'll go like oh there are faces but they're they're quite specific points if you know what i mean right right i'm i'm very interested in like trying to if if just the idea that you of trying to create emotion through something that isn't you can't directly communicate like mm-hmm. with a face that's immediate right Do you know what i mean yeah like, yeah because those those immediate emotions that you you can deliver like uh uh, laughter or just a shock you know those are the ones that i don't those to me are the most interesting you know mm-hmm. because ones that reveal instantly the character of the person you know, right. the audience you know right you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like are they scared or do they laugh you know right right you can really get to know people by seeing how they react to you know that i think yeah yeah you know? absolutely um, well you know, whereas other things are a lot more subtle, you know, and usually based on kind of experience and mm. more like, you know, if you're into Westerns or whatever, you know, that's like, I wouldn't know what that meant. <laughs> right, 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 right. I, mean, I love Westerns, but, you know, I don't know why, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, think talking about faces in the eel, yeah. that face in the eel or the, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. That to me, it's like that was like is you have all this amazing stuff going on, but when that face comes in, Jesus, it's like, oh, you so nailed it. It's the creepiest fucking. It's like the cherry on top. To me, it's like the thing that set it off because <laughs> that face is so that's, freaky, man. It's so scary. That's based on. <laughs> that's just based on. Uh, I don't think I've said this before, but it's based on. Um, uh, it's a sculpt of Dick Smith. what um yeah it's a sculptor dick smith like i got i cornered him at the makeup trade show and i I saw him do an impression have you seen him this impression no um, of um no of like um frederick march like turning into dr jekyll and mr hyde (laughs) no i've never seen that Oh, it's fucking awesome. He does it amazingly, you know. And then, um, is it Frederick March or is it anyway? It doesn't matter. One of the early, like the thirties, right. Doctor Jekyll. And then he does another one of um, oh, fuck. I can't remember what it was. It was again. It's some forties, you right. know, thirties, forties horror film. And his eyes literally bugged out of his head. He looked like the fucking, like you know, the Botine head in Total Recall, <laughs> you know. And so I cornered him, and I was like. You've got to take. I know, so I t- took loads of photos. Oh my god! You have to send doing. me. A, you have to send me a picture. Of that. I can't find them. I don't know where they are. I, honestly, they're on a hard drive somewhere. If you ever but find the worst them, thing was I text it to me. I will. I mean, they are there, you know. But the worst, the worst thing that I, I kill myself for is that, that I just got the digital camera. It was like one of the first digital cameras, and I just got it, and the autofocus wasn't on, and all the pictures are quite. Uh, a bit soft, you know. They're oh, a bit blurry, right, so. right. But still, it was enough. It was enough to to make that amazing eel head. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sculpted head and like, and I cut his nose off, and that's right. what you see. Oh, I put a tongue in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's 
It's one of the greatest um, things yeah. ever made. <laughs> it's so creepy. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> but anyway, it's all down to him. It's all down to him putting slight stupid faces at the makeup trade show. Oh, that's so, so thank you, Michael Kidd. Well, for being <laughs> right. on all years ago. That's that's great. Well, you you heard it here first. It's it's a, <laughs> the eel is the eel creepy eel faces. Dick Smith. <laughs> he had a great face, man. Dick had a, a great face. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. He was a great guy. Yeah, what a guy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like one of those you just. I mean, he gave birth to Andrew. What can we say? What can we say? Well, uh, um, yeah, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, you know, a lot of people say uh, to me, they they praise me for my openness and openness of sharing information and uh, with oil painting and sculpting and whatever. And I really, you know, that comes from Dick Smith. You know, I got that from Dick Smith because yeah. Dick Smith was all about sharing and he was not about any secrets oh, or... Nice. You know, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm yeah. not gonna tell anybody how I do it because it's my thing. And he was all about. I mean, that was amazing. And I, I directly got that from him. And that's kind of where I got that sense of sharing with people. You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm the same. I was like, I grew up with like, okay, it's Rick Bacon, it's Dick Smith, and then like, then Rob Team came along, and the, yeah. you know, Steve Johnson and the rest. Mm-hmm. But um. Dick Smith was the one who communicated the information to me initially. I was like, oh, this is the guy mm-hmm. that you learn from. And I was like, and these are the rules. Right. And I was like, you chef, that's it. Exactly. You know I mean? And <laughs> if you see, and that's it. And, and like, I'm not going to, he, he's amazing. So why would I not do that? You then you see how the industry flourished because he shared. Right. He was locked out, wasn't he? He was locked studio system and he just went fuck you guys i'm doing reinventing this and i'm sharing it you yeah. know probably as an act of revenge or something yeah. <laughs> but, um, he, <laughs> but um then the industry flourished and then you know the industry kind of closed down at the end of the 80s because people became secretive again yeah and, and then at that point stuff, you know and it's like yeah fuck it really pisses me off that like model makers got the creature job, you know. Mm-hmm. We should have been able to step up. We should have been able to, you know, like get into that. Um, but you know, but the model makers. I mean, I love them. I fucking like them off, but or you know, or anyone like that. So I love those guys. But um, it's it, to see like. The industry have to battle for those years was quite upsetting. I thought, but yeah, um, I think I think everyone seems to be quite happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't heard. Yeah, I mean, you know, as you probably do, you get on with the computer department or whatever. You know, you're not like enemies. You know. No, no, yeah. Those those days those days seem kind of over. I don't know. It's all, it's like the dust has settled. Everyone was freaked out about computers at first, and the dust has settled, and everyone's kind of found their their place yeah. in it, you know. And uh, it's you know, and when when they work together, it's great. When they work work together well, it's better, I think, than than either of the two on their own. Really, if you do it right, you know, you do it subtly, you do computer stuff subtly to um, make up for what you can't do it physically. I think it can be done. It could be great, a great thing. 
Yeah, no, no, I completely agree. And um, yeah, and you're 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 yeah, an, yeah. you're a perfect example of that. The stuff that you do is like the perfect melding of the two, the two art forms to to make something greater. Because you can't you can oh. you can have done all that shit with uh, on the eel. You couldn't have done that, which simply practical, especially on your own. You know. No, no, no. You're annoying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just. I mean, you couldn't. No, you couldn't, you couldn't have done it. Um, <clears throat> No, no, you couldn't have done it. No, absolutely. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just more interesting. I mean, it's, you know, in the end of the day, it's just playing with kind of toys. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. But but it's, I always you, I think, well, wouldn't you want to play with it? You know, and, and it just, I, the older you get, you know, like, oh, do I have to learn a new bit of software? Right. But I, I, I do think the enthusiasm to try to have the you know, like the fear of like wasting time, if you know what I mean. Yeah, right. Um, because I like, I don't know, I think there's some statistics to do with, um, like if you're learning something, then you work harder, like 20 or 30% harder, hmm. like you just get more into it. Right, because, that's interesting. Because you're discovering yeah. every day, you know, you're discovering <clears throat> things and uncovering new ways of doing things and that kind of pushes you on and uh i think there should be more of that it seems to be filmmaking at the moment it doesn't seem to be that adventurous although there's some pretty good stuff did you see that from mandy did you see that yeah that was great yeah that was good wasn't it yeah that had some that, that, i mean i love that new I just I, I see this happening now this kind of crazy colors and lighting and uh it's really interesting yeah. and pushing boundaries yeah totally i mean it's, it's sort of a bit overdone and I, I feel like i might be too old for it you know uh, <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> like a new generation it's for a new generation yeah of people but you could tell that um, I thought you could you could tell that they really cared about what they were doing, you know? Yeah, definitely. Properly sort of punk as well. Yeah, know, absolutely. Life. It had that attitude for sure. Right. Yeah, it was great. I was like, I'm very glad people are now you know making shots like this. Yeah, yeah. There's actually so, a lot of good stuff coming out now. You know, mm. I, I I recently worked on this film. Um, uh, I hope I can say the name. Man, maybe I shouldn't even say the name. I'll promote it when it comes out. But <laughs> it's super low budget, and um, <clears throat> the guy shot it on sixteen millimeter, which is I thought was insane. But he sh he showed me some rushes, and they looked so good. And it's really I think it's yeah, gonna 16. be ah, oh, it's great, and, and and it just looks so good. Yeah, it was amazing. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe how good yeah, it looked. But, um... Yeah, like um, I mean, it, it, you know, it gets a bit grainy at times, but that's if he, you like. That sort of he thing, loved, yeah. Like, he's you know. he's totally into that. This director and so and it and he used it to great effect. It really, um, it looks great, and and it's. I feel like it's kind of part of that new generation of horror that's coming out, like Mandy. You know, that's uh, impressionistic kind of vibe, and and that almost like a dreamlike quality that Mandy had. Yeah, which I think is pretty pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. When it worked, it was really good. There yeah. were bits that I was like cheap, but you know, it's kind of like, yeah, all right, you're just playing music and putting a bit of lens flare on it, right? Know? But um, 
so so you know when it works like you know it's that scene with that guy talking to the camera you know and he's just looking yeah, I was like oh, that was brilliant right you know, yeah, that, yeah, you know yeah. that's just sort of yakking away you know and it was right. just so hypnotic yeah right. yeah but, you know uh, yeah I mean, I mean I, yeah, I've never seen anything like that before. Right, yeah. So, and, you know, they, they get points just for doing that, doing something new that's different, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I one, one criticism I have is, and if I ever make a movie, there's two things that I'm going to do. <laughs> if I ever make a movie, <laughs> the, anytime a fucking dog is in a horror movie, the dog gets killed. So I'm going to put a dog in a movie, and the dog's not going to get killed. And I hate when they do that. It pisses me off because you see a dog, you see a dog, and you're like, okay, the dog's gonna get killed. <laughs> and the other thing, when it, when it when it comes to revenge movies, they kill the people too fast. I want to see them suffer. I'm sorry, maybe I'm like sadistic, but they they build these bad guys to be so bad, and it's like you just want the revenge and you want them to suffer, and then it gets to the point, and they just kill them like that. It's like. Come on, you didn't even let him suffer. Damn it. What do you, what, what, so, like, you're saying at the end of, like, taping, Liam Neeson needed to sort of, like, drag him behind the boat and then feed him to some sharks. Yeah, or, or just some kind of, you know, make him suffer more for longer. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, like... No, it, I, I agree. It's that, <laughs> that film with... Uh, have you seen it with... Uh, it's, like, got Tom Hardy in it and... Um, oh, God, what's that? Who's that kid from Transformers movies? Um um, it's like a kind of old timey sort of gangster movie, you know, it's set like a hundred years ago in America. Hmm. And, uh, uh, who's the kid from the Transformers movies? I don't the, know. Um, I, I haven't seen any of those actually. <laughs> oh, what's his name anyway? And oh. Guy Pierce is like, the, he's the bad guy. In it. Uh -huh. um, okay. Um, it's quite a good film. You know what I mean? It's a pretty good movie. Really? And, um, at the end, Guy Pierce is this bad guy, and he's really, really uptight. He's like really anal retentive, and he's got this greasy, slick back hair. You know, he's really pristine, and he really worries about his image. You know, and um, you know, like, and again, as you said, he just dies. He's yeah, like, it's too, know, they it's too of, quick. <laughs> they need to suffer. And he's kicking it. He's just such a dick. Yeah, and you really want him to suffer. And you're like, you didn't even like muss up his hair or get him annoyed about his clothes. And, oh, I've got, you know, like before you killed him. You right. Know? Just extend the scene yeah, another I, minute or two. Really annoyed by that. <laughs> Make him suffer. I, I love, I thought, yeah, I thought Guy Pierce did such a good job with his sort of like being a dick. But, right. Oh, he's yeah, great. He's, he's oh, great. He was, know? he was great. But, at, but again, <laughs> you do get like there are moments though like even like Hans Gruber in Die Hard the look on his face as he falls to the ground right. that's good <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's quick that's quick but, mm. like that kind of oh fuck I'm dying yeah man. yeah you gotta at least have that <laughs> and preferably just a, yeah. little, a little more a little more suffering time because <laughs> you know you build these guys <laughs> up you build these guys up to be such assholes it's like death is too good for them yeah a quick death is too good for these yeah. people <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. What films? What films? Okay, like, let's sort of see. What films have really good sort of, um, you know, bad guys? Because I like the, the, you know, I like. Um, I'm a big fan of like double deaths in films. You know. Um, what do you mean? Um, well, like you die, people die twice. You know, like they get shot. I think in like is it Last Boy Scout? Someone gets shot and then falls off a. Oh right! You know, <laughs> the double whammy. 
you know. <laughs> and in, in in Rambo three, like he 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 sort of pulls. He's in. I think he's in a helicopter, and he he puts some grenades down some guy's trousers and pulls it in. <laughs> and then he throws him out of the helicopter, and he's tied to like a rope, so he hangs. Uh-huh. So he, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hang, bleh, like that, and then explodes. You know, right. Yeah, that's a good one. You know what? what a, a good, a good, uh, appropriate death was was in uh, Day of the Dead. I forget the the bad guy's name oh, on that one. Rhodes. Yeah, because he because yeah. he was being chased. He got shot, I think, by the mm. by the by Bub the zombie, and then he knew he was gonna yeah. die, and then he got torn apart in a painful way. That was a satisfying end to that character. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He got humiliated by the fucking yeah. yeah. <laughs> Humiliation shot, then a pretty slow, painful, terrible death of being torn apart. Yeah, that's yeah, that's an about. excellent. Yeah, <laughs> I love that film. I love, again. I, I think. I mean, George Romero to me is um, is uh, is better than everyone says, and you know, everyone yeah, he's pretty great. Him. He's great. He, I, he I, was great. He he he's, yeah. he's had some he has had some stinkers though man like did you ever see Bruiser yeah. did you get Bruiser yeah that was awful that yeah. was awful right but he but uh, the yeah. dark what the I thought the dark half was great I really liked the dark um, half did you like that no it's sort of um, I I like I I should watch it again because I was I think I was quite young when I saw it yeah but, um, I watched it again recently and it was like really good I thought. Uh, another good yeah, death I remember, scene. <laughs> yeah, I remember being into, into about half of it and then getting really bored. But that could have just been. <laughs> yeah, it's worth a, worth a watch, you know. Man, it's George Romero and it's Stephen King, and um, yeah, I mean, he did Creep Show, which was great. He did the 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 even Land of the Dead, which I, I'm not a huge fan of. The later, like Diary of the Dead, I didn't care for but you know i watched land of the dead recently and it was actually once you you know i was thinking about this once you accept the reality that's being presented like at first when i saw land of the dead i'm like oh i don't like zombies being intelligent enough to think it just ruins it for me it really bummed me out and i wasn't into it and then i watched it recently and i when i thought to myself okay i'm going to try and accept the reality that's being presented to me which is that zombies are starting to think and I'm going to try and accept that. <laughs> and, and, and I kind of bought into it. And, and once I bought into that reality, I was like, this is pretty good. You know, it was better than I remembered it being. And, I, and, I, and it got me thinking about how that's really important to a, a film that you have to believe the, the reality that, that you're being presented. You have to, you have to accept it, you know? Well, the thing is, it's an interesting thing because it's, it's, it's a problem with making movies. Because it, it's, it's, you know, the, the, the problem is, is basically that what you're talking about is like, it is, it's jazz music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like I have to work to, to get the result, but actually the result is better. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, you're into it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just the effort it requires. You know? So, um, in, yeah, with, yeah, with that film, it's, you know, it's like that. And, and when you're making a film, you know, part of your job in a way is suspension of disbelief. Right. You know, that's what, <laughs> that's what, um, uh, the audience pays for, you know what I mean? It's paying however many dollars to get suspension of disbelief. And right. if you can't suspend disbelief, 
you're a bad director. Yeah, it shouldn't you know be. I mean? It shouldn't but, be an effort like that. <laughs> it shouldn't. Be, you know, you shouldn't. No, be, no, but it, it shouldn't. It should just be like, come on, work a little bit, right? You know, <laughs> you know go. But you know, you know what it's like when you're a kid. You are just like, no, 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 zombies don't run. Right, right, zombies, right. You know what I mean. And like, as you get older, you're like, ah, why not? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. It took me. It took me a while. I, I still have never. I gotten. I I have not been able to accept uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake. I tried watching it twice. <laughs> I tried watching because Dawn of the Dead is like you know probably my favorite mm. zombie movie. It's like that and Zombie are my two. Fi- Night of the Living Dead too. Oh, that, really? Night of the Living Dead, Zombie, and Dawn of the those Dead. Are, I I think those are my two as well. We're just like having a sort of bromance now. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> But the, the, um, the remake. No, no, I, but Dawn of the Dead. I, 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 I have a very, very uh, soft. I have a massive soft spot for Return of the Living Dead as well. Um, uh, but um, Dawn of the Dead, that film, and how funny and and just like is socially aware. I mean, that just sounds awful to say that because that's not what the film. The film's fun, you know. Right? What I mean? Yeah. Like absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just fun in a way that's basic. It's like exactly. what you would do if you were a kid. Right. You know? and <laughs> totally, you, man. It's just, it's what I would imagine that's what people would do, you know. Yeah. Like, it, it's completely real to me, but also hilarious. Yeah. It's, so it was fun. just great. Yeah. It's absolutely. It's like a, it was a fun, <clears throat> it was fun. It was a fun movie. And I thought the remake, mm. I felt like the remake, I don't know. What did you think of the remake? Well, I enjoyed it, but okay. like, it, it went. So far for me, it, it. I remember going, "Oh, this is brilliant," and then it kind of tailed off towards the end, and I was like, "I don't give a shit." About okay, this. I, I see. I, I haven't even gotten past yeah. the first oh, like okay. forty minutes. I really need to. It just pissed me off both times. It doesn't get. I, better. It doesn't get better. <laughs> I just felt like if you're not into. It, yeah, I just I felt like it's. I felt I just I felt like its heart wasn't in the right place for some reason. It just didn't seem. Oh, you're right. What's that? Uh, yeah. I think you're you're right. I mean, I it's it's kind of like a punk sort of rock and roll version of the movie, you know. But yeah, um, I just I'm not a big fan of it, Zack Snyder either. Yeah, I don't yeah. like those. I, calling that guy <laughs> I, a visionary like director, he's not a again. Vision, <laughs> he's not no, a visionary no, director. Not, no, no director's a visionary. It's all bullshit. But the, <laughs> but the um the, the um no, it's just like what does that mean? I mean, it's just a nonsense right. term. Someone. Can, at some point right that's but, true. um no i like Zack snyder it's again one of those hollywood films that um you know that there's things that everyone's like oh he's terrible and i like i think he again he does sort of visual panel type um um directing mm-hmm. like it's like totally visual it's not yeah, really yeah, bad yeah. acting anything like that it's it's just these panels and if you actually look at the framing and how people are framed within panels it's really kind of interesting because well, he's, he's really the only director who's actually doing comic book okay. movies i will let me just finish okay okay he <laughs> said that is a fucking comic book movie and they are like pretty far down on my list right you know right I, mean? so I i will i, I will not, give i'll give him a second chance based on your recommendations and i will try and buy into his reality that he's presenting i'm just yeah i i'm so the thing is i'm so um i'm really kind of in a way i'm sort of anti-style in a way like if it's too stylish and this is and you know mandy's an example of 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 
the, the where a stylish movie that I dug. But um, mm. if it's if it's his movies to me seem like all about style over substance, and there's got to be a balance there, you know. And and I'm more of a I come from more of like this punk background where it's more like. You know, mm. I'm into the gritty realism. I love that's what I love about Don, George Romero as well. Is he was so he took that total DIY punk approach to making movies, and he just fucking did it in Pittsburgh, and no one get you know where no one gets a shit. I thought that was so cool, and I don't know. I, I have a hard time getting into the real yeah, I agree with overly stylish yeah. stuff. You know, unless it's really, really, really good. No, I I completely agree with that. I have. You know, my I have I have a more more much more of a fondness for like the if you're going back to superheroes again, but the, the like the Christopher Nolan type thing, the, mm-hmm. the Marvel thing, right, right. Um, you know, my a friend of mine, we talk about it the whole time. You know, it's like very well, the, yeah. But the Marvel, you know, this is what it's doing, and I'm like, look, I don't really understand what it's doing because I'm not a comic book guy. Um, right. You know, I read comic books, but <clears throat> I wasn't devoted to them. Right. I was devoted to horror movies mm-hmm. so, uh, uh, same here I went so when I see a Marvel movie I'm like the soap opera stuff I'm like I don't care I right. don't you know I'm like the fact that the you know like Captain America is angry at Thor or whatever like I don't <laughs> you know there is nothing there for me yeah, so, right. <laughs> you know what I mean so like the Christopher Nolan movies like they anger like other comics but like Marvel people because they they're just like, well, what the fuck is this? This has got anything to do with. Well, the, um, it's got it's got style it and, and it's got substance. Yeah, but he, made, he imposed his own reality onto that, right, which right. I think is great. Yeah, I yeah. think it's great. I, I, you know, there, there, there's some really boring bits in those movies, but like overall, I think you know, I think you know, especially the second one is great, great movie. Yeah, but 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 the difference I yeah. I see in that in, in those two types of movies are, you know, there there's a mm. there's a style and a substance, whereas the the other movies are kind of empty and it's all about style. At least that's kind of the way I see it. I, I really, you know, movies for me have to have a soul. Like the soul is the most yeah. important part of it, which is why Zombies a great movie because it's even though there are problems with it. It has a soul. Yeah. Same with Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Same with Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. You know, they got like the soul is there, so you forgive some of the you know acting or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, no, totally. It's it's if you know, I am I. You know, you, you watch a movie and you see. You know, sometimes I'm like, like with Mandy, I'm like, I'm not totally on board with mm-hmm. this, but like that has to. I totally respect. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some films, oh fuck, man, that drove me nuts. That that, but Mm. they're really putting their point across. Glad they're doing it. Right. You know, fuck me, but someone else is going to get this. You know, right. You know, five. That's good. You know, but going back to you know, I think what I was saying earlier about. um, you know, and very talented people working on average movies. When I see stuff getting churned out like a meat factory, mm-hmm. like it's, it doesn't have a soul. That upsets me. Right. It's like, I feel, when I watch those films, you're like, oh, you're surprised, you know. But a lot of the time, you're just, I just feel alienated. I feel like, oh my God, everyone else loves this. And I'm, right. Like, <laughs> I don't want to. F- <laughs> you know what I mean? I just feel alienated. Right. Like, I'm like, I. I can kind 
get into it. Right. I can sort of force myself to try and enjoy it, but like, you know, a lot of, yeah, I find it very, very alienating. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, that's why, you know, you're probably, and we, we are creating art for people like us who feel alienated by more mainstream taste, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Someone's got to do it. <laughs> but, it's, but it's fucking weird, isn't it? Because all the stuff that I grew up, and I assume you grew up watching, you know, and sharing videotapes or whatever, mm-hmm. that's now YouTube. And now, right. and now that's mainstream. Yeah, yeah, and it is a trip. Yeah, it's not Hollywood. Hollywood's still kind of quite reluctant to embrace all that stuff. But the stuff on YouTube is extremely radical really yeah um yeah or vimeo you know mm-hmm. you know it's just it's it's really the, the, those it's it's weird that hollywood you know that's that's the that's where the cutting edge is that that stuff I mean, right Hollywood kind of appropriate right sort of puts its tendrils out and draws it in you know? <laughs> yeah it's it's really probably the best time ever to be a a filmmaker or an independent filmmaker at least you know yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to sit through the fucking meetings, you know. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you don't have to sit through the fucking meetings. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you know, I'm thinking more. You know, you know me. Like last time, I'm thinking more about yeah. really independent movies and you know, funding them yourself through Kickstarter and making them that way. That's, I mean, that's part yeah. of the part of the reason I want to, you know, write a script is because I would love to direct something and and put my own team together, have it be really small. That's one thing that was happened with this film I worked on recently where I just, I painted a, a, a prop painting for the film, basically. That's kind of the movies kind of centered around this, want, this, this painting. Yeah. You, yeah. Okay. And, um, but they had such a, I mean, it was like a bunch, it was like, kind of like had the vibe of a student film, except everybody knew what they were doing. And so it was a super small yeah. crew. Everyone was cool. Everyone was, working hard you know and i'm sure not getting paid a ton but they were all into it and you know to me that would be the the ultimate is to just you know write your own movie and make your own movie and fund your own movie and just keep it small and write it so that it can be done by a small crew with a small cast yeah you know that's like you know i did it no exactly Mm -hmm. i mean i work with a very small crew um i would to um, uh, Duncan Jarman uh, the other day, and he's saying, uh, I think I mentioned on the podcast, and um, I was talking to him. I was, oh, how is it working with Wes Anderson? Because he worked with Wes, oh. Wes Anderson on, I, I think, I think a couple of things, but on Grand Budapest Hotel, mm-hmm. um, they did. Have you, you know, they did the makeup. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, that was amazing. I love that but, movie. Did the makeup, yeah, and makeup. um, and 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 he was just like, I, oh, you know, I was like, how's you know, how was it working with him? Because I love that. I th- think that film's brilliant. Yeah, it's, and, all um, his all his stuff is great. <clears throat> He's amazing. Yeah, you, you know th- that film especially was like, I, you know, I grew up reading Tintin, and I was like, mm-hmm. that's the best version of Tintin. Right. Like, <laughs> this is amazing, and um. It, and he said, "Oh, you know, this is a scene in the lift where Tilda Swinton's there, and I, and I think, um, uh, oh God, I've forgotten the actor's name, but um, 
um, there's three people in a lift, you know, and they're sort of filming. And he goes, he goes, you would have loved it, you know. And he goes, it was just in the middle of the soundstage, and we just put like three flats up, you know, um, flats for anyone who doesn't know is a, you know, just bits of wood, you know, and you know they just film them in that box, you know. Mm, <laughs> and then wow. they said there was like, you know, six or seven people there, you know. And wow. um, he goes, all the film all the film is made like that. And I'd heard a rumor, which I'd asked him, I said, is it true they don't do, you know, he doesn't do touch-ups on set, like makeup. Oh, really? And he's like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't do that. And you're like, and you're like, oh my, you know, that, as you said, the wow, you know, you're like, <laughs> for a film that polished, for right. a film that polished and that precise and that, and you're like, it's made that cheaply, or not that cheaply, but that cleverly. Right. Um, and, you know what I mean? It's, that's, that to me is that's what filmmaking's about that's you know it's a magic trick you know what i mean yeah yeah, You're like, yeah um and it's it sounds fun it sounds like they're having fun making it right right um i hope that and you don't mind me telling that story um not <laughs> i don't think <laughs> it wasn't a bad story you know, but um <laughs> it's not a bad story no i know but you know i don't again guilt right creeps in. <laughs> You guilty Brits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, I should go. It's getting quite late here. Oh, um, yeah, shit. Sorry. Sorry to keep you. But, yeah, yeah it's easy right. easy to chat about all this stuff. Well, No, I've, I've been on as well, so I'm a bit, um, as you can probably tell, I'm a bit tipsy. Oh, um, I can't tell. I can't tell at all. But, uh yeah, no, this is a great episode, man. I really had fun. This is awesome. Oh, thank you. know, it's been really good talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well uh, let's. We we need to keep in touch, and uh, you know, as time goes on, when you have something to promote, let me know, and we'll have you on again. Because you know, I, our influences are so similar. It seems like we can go on for yeah. hours about this stuff, and I think a lot of people are are interested in uh, hearing what you have to say and. Okay, no, that's good. Were there questions? Did you have? Questions? Oh yeah, let me let me check real quick here. I think I have. Yeah, we should couple. do that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for. I see. I told you I, I would. I would have forgotten about reading the names off, and I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no memory. Okay. Okay. Cooperative. I gotta look. Look it up here. I know one was. Let's see. Um. I know I just want to get it right. Okay, here we go. What is okay, I'm gonna read the whole thing, okay? <clears throat> what yeah. is your daily artist routine? I just saw Peter Grick post that he only spends two hours a day painting, which is nuts, but I get the impression that most successful artists such as yourself are in the studio for twelve hours every damn day. That's the first question. <laughs> <laughs> What's your daily routine? Okay. Our artist routine. Okay. <coughs> um, it depends on how old you are. I think. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I was a kid, when I was like, um, when I get into this, about 17, 18. So, um, look, you know, when I heard stories about people saying, um, Oh, you know, we were working 18 hour days or 12 to 18 hour days or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. And they're complaining about it. Mm -hmm. um, you have to remember that there are people working uh, on 
films or whatever on or on video games who who are working twelve to eighteen hour days who are loving it, like really loving right, it. Right, right. And do you know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. was one of those people, you know, I yeah. at for you know, from until I was thirty at least. No, no, I you know, twenty seven, twenty eight, I would put in every day every hour of every day and I would absolutely love it. And mm-hmm. I would get very angry when people uh, didn't love it, you know, or were complacent about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I understand they're complacent, you know, because just the amount of energy. Right. Right. Um, you know, if you're young, like absolutely put all your effort into it and see how you can improve and, um, fail miserably and constantly mm-hmm. fail you know that's what i would say but just try not to show anyone your failures you know right that's, right that's, <laughs> that's the kind you know that's the sort of skill you know um and also like when you're doing stuff like know when to stop like mm-hmm. you know know when to like is when you're working I'm, i don't know how skilled this guy who or girl I, I can't remember who asked the question now you know max is, but it's a guy uh, max fenrir fenrir uh, okay um it, like know when to stop like know when you've reached your limit and the thing isn't getting any better and mm-hmm. you actually kind of cannibalize your own work <clears throat> yeah because that's a real that's a real problem you know you, you can often often get something like this there's, there's a very um Amazing sculptor in England who's not recognised at all. This guy called uh, uh, guy called Paul Catling, um, mm-hmm. who who you might may have heard of, but he is um, he he's a very you know he, he doesn't give a shit about what anyone thinks of him as far as I know. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's not a self promoter. So right. He, he almost the opposite. So mm-hmm. um, he said something very you know when I, I worked with him on Harry Potter and he said. Um, you know, your sculpt is made by the time you spend away from it. Mm, interesting. And yeah. And I think that's totally true. And the older I get, the more I realize that, you know, a process, if you can develop a process of going in and sculpting for like, you know, half an hour on something and then buggering off for an hour right. and then coming back and reevaluating it and then, you know, maybe even doing 15 minutes and then going away and coming back, mm-hmm. it, it might act be quicker than um working for 18 hours on it that's know? true um that's a good point you know um having said that i don't know maybe you have to work at the 18 hour days to get to that place right right um, you, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> so again it just depends on how old you are right well what's um, your what's your what's your your day like my now? daily routine yeah uh, okay so I'll get up at the dog will wake me up at probably about seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I'll feed him at like eight, you know. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then I'll start because uh, my girlfriend goes to work at about ten, so I'll probably I'll do like you know emails and stuff until about ten, and then I'll start work and uh, until lunch and then i'll i'll work i'll go and walk the dog and then i'll work uh until about six um and then if um it takes me if i'm doing design work especially i'll carry on drawing until you know 
I go to bed, which can be like one or two. Right. Uh, or earlier, you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. don't know. It just depends. Okay. But I don't, I like working, you know, I enjoy work. Right, you know, right. I, I think like designing monsters is like, or d- doing anything to do with sculpting or effects is, um, an ama- you know, just an amazing job. And yeah, it you is. Should, you know, fun it's just a really fun job it is <clears throat> you know it's for me it's just like i that's what i grew up doing when i was a kid i just mm-hmm. draw draw things right if, right now it's like i yeah i you know i don't know yeah i would spend every, you know what i mean if someone's paying me to do that i can't resent them <laughs> right <laughs> That's true. I, 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 I found when I was in the business, I was resenting. I was resenting working in the business when I got to that point where I was like, I can't take it anymore. But what, what I was really um, resenting deep when I after I got out for like a year and I figured it out, it was like I was really angry at myself for not having the balls to go do my own thing. And it's kind of not fair to really yeah. take it on to the people that are paying you for it. If you don't like it, fucking do it yourself then. And quit complaining because well, no, totally. Like, they're paying men, you pretty you know, good men. money for that. <laughs> no, no, totally. But men, like in general, we're thick, we're really right. Smart, you know, <laughs> we are. True, it's true. Like we are. Like you know, uh, women, you know, juggle emotions. You know, like right. they're quick. Uh, they're they're quick to figure out this shit. Like men are like we're just. You know, I, I can't say the word. Sorry, <laughs> we're just really thick. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Really even when they tell us, even when they tell us, we don't get it. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> you know, like, no, no, no. This is me. You know, and, and the fact is, it's just like we, what we thought we were. You know, right? It was like we twenty years ago. You know, right? So, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that makes any sense. It makes sense. I do think that. You know, I do think, yeah, we, you know, it's it's that thing. You're just like, why didn't I realize that? Right, right. Yeah, you yeah. need sometimes you need distance. You know, you need distance and time yeah. to figure figure things out, especially being as thick as we are. But let, let, let's yeah. get let's get <laughs> let's get to this this second question here. Um, this is from Eric yeah. Ten, Eric Tengren. Um, he said, I would like to hear all about his horror portraits. The style seems to change for the subject and the mediums he uses. Mm. Okay. Now will be your um, last okay, question. Horror... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> the horror portraits are um, mostly, that's not absolutely true. Some are done in oils and, and I mean, I always use the mixed media. So there'd be inks, oils, acrylics. Mm whatever, you know, I, I, I'm not really, um, yeah, you know, precious about things lasting or anything like that. Right. So, right. You, yeah. Yeah. But I love the, that about your work, yeah. your, your painting. Yeah. I, they have yeah, that feeling. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I just think it's, you know, you just do what you, you sort of turn the tap on and whatever right. comes out, comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so, um, most of them are done in Procreate, um, which is a program that you can get for the iPad and uh, uh, the Apple Pencil um, that I thoroughly recommend. Yeah, like, it's great. I love that, man. It's like, ch- changed the way I work. Yeah. Like, 
I think Procreate and the Apple iPad, it, it's not like one or the other. I've used, I've tried all the art programs on it. Procreate is by far the best one. And mm-hmm. those two together were absolutely worth the price of the iPad. For sure. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't want to be promoting like products or whatever, but those two together, are, it, you know, they're just, it's unbelievably, mm-hmm. like, they're just great. It's a great. So um, they're all done, not all done, but most of them are done on that. Um, And the style being different is something that comes from uh, my teacher when I was doing um, A-levels here, which is what you do when you're about 16. Um, Mm -hmm. He, he, like, basically kind of beat it into us. You know, it was like he would give us, he would go, okay, go out and get a bunch of sticks from like the trees, you know, and then he'd go, okay, paint with sticks for oh, cool. a few days. That's great. And then, okay, do some oil. Yeah. And you know, his name is, his name is Joe Turner, you know, which is unfortunate because he's already a famous Joe Turner, but, <laughs> um, you know, but he, he, he showed us this thing. He was just like, okay, what do you think of this picture? The first day we, he was really strict, you know, he'd sort of hit us with rulers and stuff. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, he would, yeah, I mean, it was brilliant. He'd be like, okay, you have, okay, you've got to mix, you've got to mix your paint for three minutes, okay? Wow. And then when I click my fingers, you have to go in and you have to mark the paint, you know, you have to go in and mark the, the canvas or the board with the paintbrush and then go back and mix the paints, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the, you know, so you've got like a second to make your mark. Right. And then he'd do all weird experiments like that, you know, and, and he did, I remember him showing us the first day where he goes, like, discussing his painting. He says, what do you think of his painting? And it was amazing. It was like a fucking Rembrandt or something. And everyone was discussing his painting. And, you know, it's just, he was sort of interrogating our criticism. And um, he, uh, and then he was like, oh, yeah, I painted that when I was 16. You know. Wow. Um, <laughs> and everyone was blown away. And we were immediately like, Oh, okay. We'll listen to anything you have to say. Right. You know, and we did. You know, and but he just sort of beats it into us that you approach the subject with the technique that is appropriate to the subject. Yeah, that's great. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, that's a great idea. You know, you know, if you're doing horror, then everything has to be raw and whatever. You right. Know? But if right. you're doing beauty, then it'd be subtle. You know, and more. What you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I mean, it's it's really uncommercial. That's right, the problem with right. the idea. Is yeah, you never really settle into a groove. You know, mm-hmm. um, which is to money. You know, mm-hmm. so if if anyone listening wants to earn money, just decide on a style and mine the style that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Make sure make sure it's something you're you're uh, yeah totally into too, because that's, that's yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's kind of where I've gotten. It's like I've I'm I've settled into a style, and I'm so into it. Yeah. I feel that I can keep doing that for the rest of my life because I enjoy it so much. You know, you have to make sure you're doing something you totally <laughs> yeah. totally are into because you're going to be stuck with it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's like being in a band, isn't it? It's like yeah, right. I'm in a band. We'll get famous. Like oh yeah, you're going to be working the same four people for right. fifty years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then when you get really, and then when you get really famous, then you can start fucking around and trying things. And when you have all that yeah, extra trying. money, you can be like, whatever, I want to do whatever I want now. 
Well, no, exactly. It's not. It's not quite as restrictive as I'm making out. But it's that. It, no, but it's that thing. You know, you're in. I've got a few styles that have never taken off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, no one's ever. Uh, you know, I've never seen a an interest in that particular. But I have seen an interest in just the general right horror, which is quite loose. Which is it's quite. Um, you know, it's 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 quite close to how I would naturally paint stuff. Right, because right. I don't, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I like doing things quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, it's got a, um, it's it definitely has like yeah. a, an energy that you, uh, that you don't, that I don't get a lot of the time because I'm very controlled and kind of set in my ways, and it's really something I would like to to do more, just like fuck around and go for straight up emotion. You know, straight up energy over precision. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? The difference between mm-hmm. the two disciplines. Because one, you know, it is far edge. It's like just turns into like a stained glass window. Right. You know, it sort of becomes an intellectual appreciation. And then the other edge, other end, it just turns into sort of nonsense, you know, just right. kind of <laughs> dribbles and like, well, I don't know. And you can you can go like oh, I love the energy of that and oh, I love the control of that and it's it's sort of the balance between the the two things and any I have to say anyone who hasn't listened you know hasn't actually seen Chet's paintings in real life see them in real life oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah because no, they're like they're yeah. a way there is it's the texture of the paint and that it just they're so trippy you know oh, they just you. they draw you in they draw you in and you yeah you're amazing oh thanks it's amazing it's a, yeah i appreciate yeah that. but it's like you know you see that like a dagar you know what i mean you watch you just see a right. postcard of a dagar and you're like whatever <laughs> you know and you yeah. see it in real life like oh jeez yeah 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 i always equate it to the difference between yeah. si- listening to a, an album and seeing a band live it's that different, you know, really, yeah. if you really are into a band, you got to see them live to fully, you know, get the, what they're doing for a lot of bands anyway. And it's like that with paintings, you know, you got to uh, see I, them in person. Yeah. Yeah. Like a band is live. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Right. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's yeah. The, yeah. the record is like the echo of the, the band, you mm-hmm. know, that's the, the kind of, the shit they leave, they leave behind. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if they can't play, because you get those bands, don't you? And they just can't play live. And yeah. Like, oh man. Yeah. And there's some bands really that, that are, they're, you know, there's some bands that are total, totally studio bands and that's cool too. You know, it's a different trip. It's a totally different thing. But if you're really into music and, yeah, you know, and some bands are all about, you know, they're only about live playing like the old punk days i I know that mike white used to talk about that how the albums were to promote the shows and so the albums all kind of sounded they didn't sound that great because they didn't really care about the it was more like a promotional vehicle to get people to go to the shows where you got to see the real thing you know yeah but but that's the thing we're like we're we're kind of um you know metal punk guys aren't we right right you know, that's what we're into, that sort of, you know, grungy, right. you know, just, you know, the experience. You know, you know, I remember a friend of mine, you know, it's probably about 10 years ago, and a friend of mine went to see, went to Iggy Pop, you know, it was at mm-hmm. the Royal Festival, you know, and it was, you know, it's an upper-class venue, but he started stage diving. All the, the crowd kind of rushed down, you know, and 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he sort of crowd surfed and, you know, the, the security came in because it's just not the venue for it. It's like, a, right. you know, uh, it's a really posh venue. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, no, 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 if you, if you harass, if you get rid of these cars, oh, I'm going to walk off stage. So they backed off and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, a friend of mine was there and he was like, oh, my God, that's amazing, whatever. And I'm like, hey, that's not really, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You haven't seen anything, mate. You right. Know I mean? like, yep. not, you know. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that, you know, and I realized at that point that the average person goes to see the Rolling Stones or whatever, or, you know, right. it just doesn't, it doesn't compare. Right. Like the stuff that, the stuff, I don't, you know, I don't know if there's anything comparable, you know, but just, oh. Oh yeah, small, seeing yeah, seeing punk punk bands in small clubs back in the day was just an unbelievable experience. Yeah, you know, ridiculously, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> super inspiring. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. We're at this is maybe the longest episode ever. It's like we're at an hour thirty five, yeah, which is awesome. It's, it's late here. It's about like wow, it's about cool. um, whoa. I'm losing you. You there? Oh, that's so weird. Um, oh, that's again, so... the guilt. So. Yeah. <laughs> Can... <laughs> whoa, whoa. Are you there? That was so weird. I guess it's a. Oh, okay. You've got a, a weird sound, then that's good. That's, no, it just yeah. it cut off. It cut off and reconnected. That was oh, really okay. weird. Yeah, yeah. So and you were saying it was late. So that seems like a good s- signal from the gods that it's time to wrap it up because it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that. But thanks so much, man. I appreciate you taking the time. It's always great talking to you, and uh, you know I'm a huge fan of yours. So hopefully yeah, we'll 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 get to work together someday. That's what I would. Love. Yeah. Good. No, that'd be that'd be great. No, thanks for having me on. That'd yeah. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Oh, good, good, good. I did too. I had a great time. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Thank you again for coming on the show, Dominic. And uh, thank you guys for supporting the Patreon. If you guys want to throw a buck down, that would be greatly appreciated. It's patreon.com slash Society That helps cover all, you know, our time and effort putting into bringing this to everybody for free. Um, And, you know, we'll see you again next week. So thank you for listening and see you later. Say bye, say bye, Dominic. Ah, uh, bye, Dominic. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Okay, I'm gonna end it. <laughs>